Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, Jason Butt, and Ben Choppy Bachman back in the recliner. Once again, he wasn't feeling too well last week. We had a great show without him. Hopefully, this one here with him uh, can be can be just as good. Good to see you, digs at me. Good, also, good. last week I heard you say I was a mystery. You could have let him know that I was under the weather, you know. You know, the mystery like thing, you know, you could have had people scared, Paul. I like you to have people scared. <laughs> you know, I, like to, I like to leave it that way. Uh, if you're just now joining us, first time watching the show, we always like to know where you're watching us from. So go ahead. Let's start that comment train going on the YouTube channel or on Facebook, wherever you're watching from. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, it's a Sunday night. We've got a lot to talk about. What we're going to dig into this week is practices started. There was a Georgia scrimmage. We're going to talk about some of the guys that showed up and showed out. Uh, we're going to do a little buy or sell. Are we buying these guys that are being hyped up? Because it happens every offseason, Jason. You know this. There's guys that get hyped up, and there's four. sometimes it's for a reason, and sometimes it's just you know that offseason hype. Let's see if we're going to buy or sell that. Also, we're going to dive into the dogs in the NFL, new rookies, uh, their stats, who's showing up and showing out. And we might even have a special guest later on with us uh, to advertise uh, a new brand that might be helping out uh, with the post-game overreaction show. Guys, uh, first off, Jason, great weekend. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, for Georgia, I'm sure, but you know, in terms of the getting scrimmage, uh, uh, all that. But I lost a lot of, of bets in baseball, so I'm not happy about that. Well, uh, the I Orioles. Mean, what happened to the Orioles, Ben? Yeah, that was bad the last two days. The decisions they made. I'm pissed. I don't want my brother <laughs> in the other room. I he lost his voice yelling at me today. Mm-hmm. Not not well, good. Not good. Well, uh, we were in the Rouse. playoffs two days ago. We were in the playoffs two days ago. I yeah, I know. You messaged me that, and you're not in the playoffs anymore. That's crazy how that works. We can get uh, back Braves, in. We the Braves still are, though. Get back in. The Braves still are. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Clifton's watching us from You were expected uh, to. I want to hear it. I want to hear it out of your blabby mouth. Uh, Clifton, wow. Norwich, Connecticut. Appreciate you, my man. As always, Hunter Beard in Anderson, South Carolina. Nathaniel Holsey down there making Georgia. Philip Hudson holding down Columbus, Georgia. Hunter Erickson says, only a few more weeks. You're damn right, brother. And it's going to be on and popping. Uh, Jason, you can take a stab at that name. Stefka Dankderp Jr. Is in Athens, Georgia. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling the Dankderp is not. If that's legal, if that's a legal name, Stefka, you've got a hell of a name. Jeff yeah. Hightops in Lake Taco, Taco, Lake Tahoe for the weekend. Uh, do we blame Ben in the Motel 6 for another wide receiver injury? Mm. Wow, we will get to that. We will get to that. So uh, these faked Motel 6 dealings are causing the turf to have problems? Jeez. Undercover his, Tennessee agent. I got my dog, yeah. Jason's <laughs> got his dog over there. Yeah. And then Shane Thompson says, go dogs from Scottsboro, Alabama. Capitalized there from uh, Shane Thompson. We have Eddie from Ackworth joining in. What's up, Eddie? Good evening, guys. How are y'all? Eddie's from Ackworth, guys, if you didn't know that. So, uh, Eddie, we didn't fill you in on what we were going to talk about tonight, but that's fine. You can uh, you can jump in with us, and we have no problem with that. You're one of the uh, few that we'll bring in here on a consistent basis. I don't know if you heard us at the beginning of the show. We're going to try to I jump did. into this uh, yeah, kind of this practice report and to buy or sell. Jason, is your dog okay? No. Can we continue? No. Hold on. Maybe I'm gonna meet real quick. <laughs> yeah, maybe take that, maybe take that toy away. I don't know. Uh, there you go. Um, 
Ben, the big guy in practice right now, everybody's talking about Dylan Bell. Yes. Are you buying or are you selling the hype on Dylan Bell right now? I've bought it since before he was on campus based off of everything Roddy, Blaine, Jed, Trent, and me heard when he was being recruited. He worked out, and they said that was one of the best wide receiver workouts they've ever seen, people at Georgia. And ever since, I mean, A&M and Michigan, all these schools blew up on him. He looks a million bucks. He could run crazy routes. And if you look at the um, pictures Georgia put out of him, my God. Um, he's added a lot of muscle already with Scott Sinclair. I'm buying it. Last year, we heard similar hype about A.D. Mitchell and Brock Bowers. They were the two that we heard hype about. So I'm buy- I'm not buying that he's going to be Brock Bowers. I think he's be more of an A.D. Mitchell. But in terms of his first-year production and where he is, but I am buying that he's going to be a contributor this year. Jason, same question. You know, uh, Roddy has rarely – here's uh, Susie real quick. Hey, y'all. Oh, hey, Susie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roddy, uh, Roddy rarely steers you wrong, if ever. And he's yeah. been on the Dylan Bell bandwagon, the hype train for a long time. Receiver and running back are, are obviously the two positions I, I feel you can make the most immediate impact as a true freshman. And so I'm buying the Dylan Bell hype. <laughs> I'm buying it because, uh, one, the opportunities there. Two, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, we've talked about the number one go-to option, that kind of player, how they don't have that. They got a lot of number twos. They got a lot of contributors. But, you know, perhaps that opening it, it can, can allow for somebody like Dylan Bell to, to be that guy. So, um, r- like I said, you know, when Roddy says something, when Roddy goes out of his way to make that kind of, uh, prediction or, or that kind of statement, you know, I'm, I'm, I tend to listen, I perk up. So I'm, I'm in on that. It took Roddy a while, uh, but he finally got it right on James Cook too. He was tooting James Cook horn for a while and it finally came to fruition right there at the end. Eddie from Ackworth, as a fan's perspective, you buying or selling Dylan Bell's hype right now? Well, I, I'll leave that up to you guys. Cause I just don't know enough about the kid. He's kind of jumped to the front this week, but what amazes me about this program and where we are is think of to a year ago. Okay. George Pickens is hurt and we're all wondering who's going to step up. We're in trouble here on the wide receiver front. And that didn't pan out, did it? We were fine. Right. So that, that to me speaks volumes of where the Kirby has this program. You got a kid like Aaron Smith. I know you're going to talk about him later. He goes down and years ago, that was panic mode, right? Oh my gosh, what are we going to do with the wide receiver? It, it, there's no, I'm not, I'd love to see Arian Smith. I'm not discounting what the kid can bring to the table, but there's so many guys now that can just step into that role and take it over. And, and guys, I'll keep saying this. Nobody's really talking about Kyrus Jackson, what this kid brings to the table. Kyrus Jackson, I think is going to be the man to step up this year. Okay. I really do. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not last a- year. He played through a really bad injury last year that a lot of people right, I don't right. really think know about. If we're talking in like if we're talking in terms of stocks, right, and these players are stocks and buying selling, you, right now is the perfect time to buy Kyrus Jackson. Stock is mm-hmm. low and it can only go up from here. I think uh, you're right with that, Eddie. Let's see here. Let's get some questions over here. Sammy Murfreesboro, Tennessee, go dogs. We appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Ooh, here's a good one. Have not heard any mention of uh, Eric Gilbert from scrimmage. Did he make an impact? Haven't heard a ton about mm-hmm. uh, Gilbert, but. You know, he's there, and I think as this kind of moves forward, 
you'll start to hear more about him. I would not worry about Gilbert uh, at this point. Let's see here. Philip Hudson says, with the injury situation, guys, you think Gilbert would move to wide out? Not right now. I mean, it's right. know, one guy. So, uh, um, you know, maybe I don't, some I don't plays. Think so. But he's already going to do that anyway, as a, you know, as a tight end. He and Bowers are going to split Situ- out. Situational, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in terms of position group, where he's going to practice with, and is he still going to, you know, rep inline blocking? I mean, he, he's not going to do much inline anyway in games. But sorry, my my dog's wilding again. <laughs> but, uh, Scott Anderson says, "Go dogs!" From Pooler, Georgia. Marlon Green's over there in the Dublin Swanee. How are you in Dublin and Swanee, Marlon? Those are like two totally different places, but we'll take it. Maybe you're just hopping around. I feel you. Uh, any word on CJ Smith on how his camp's going from Shane Thompson? It's one guy we haven't heard a ton of. Uh, he's kind of been in the back of the lines in terms of practice reports. Again, guys, we're not able to see a lot, okay? So we're, we're able to see a, a small amount of practice. And what we gather is just great intel because we have five sets of eyes out there watching it. Uh, but at the same time, you don't get to see everything. What we have been able to see, C.J. Smith you know, hasn't been at the front of the line. It's not expected of C.J. Smith to be at the front of the line right now. I did see a cool post on ujsports.com where right now, guys, if you use code RUNITBACK, you can sign for $33.18. You see what Roddy did there, uh, $33.18. I saw a post where they said, hey, could C.J. Smith be the next Arian Smith, kind of take the top off the defense? type of player ben you know a lot about cj smith what what's your take on that well he's very injury prone that's his big issue i mean the guy's got all world speed i think he has the ability there's a lot of programs that offered him that have proven track records of developing receivers and having an eye for talent his issue is just he hasn't played a bunch of high school games compared to other guys and injuries that those are the two knocks on him i think he has all the tools it really just depends on his health there's a lot of players you can look at through time and a multitude of sports, not just football, who just have that injury bug, who they flash a lot. And I think that's him, that if he overcomes that, I think he could be a very quality contributor who could stretch the field for Georgia in the long term. Yeah. So C.J. Smith is one of those right now. Again, if you're buying and selling stocks, I maybe wouldn't buy into it just yet. Uh, but it's got potential. It's got it's got potential. Cy Morgan says, go dogs from Fayetteville, Georgia. We appreciate you. Martin Arenado, big friend of the show. Big part of the family says, does Nyland Green battle out Kamari for more snaps? I don't know, guys. Kamari seems to uh, kind of have locked down that second corner position. I know Kirby likes to have a couple more corners right behind him, but Kamari seems to have locked down that uh, second spot, Jason. Yeah. So, I mean, I think let, let, let's let it go. We still got a few more weeks, but I don't think, I think Kamari, uh, it's, it's his to lose at this point. I will say, I think it was interesting early on when the, the, the young DBs got brought up and Kirby flat out said um, it, that's that position, unlike, you know, what we were talking about earlier with running back and receiver, uh, DB, second, uh, cornerback, safety, those positions are, are way harder for a true freshman to come in and make an immediate impact. So um, not, I mean, obviously Natalie Green's not that, but I, I just think that they, they feel, they must feel pretty good about Kamari at the present time. I like Nyland though, Eddie. I do like Nyland. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's I, I kind of want to broaden this out a little bit. Do, do you guys go to practices when they're opening them up for 10 minutes or whatever that is? Do all you guys go to that or is it just one guy? No, these are people do. Roddy and Dash go. You got eyes there, right. Yeah, we have eyes so, there. 
Jason, you could probably answer this better than anybody. Why in the world do the Falcons at <laughs> all have open practices for everybody oh, yeah. to come and enjoy and watch? And meanwhile, college football is this secret. Like, oh, my gosh, if we run one play, Tennessee's going to know about it when we play them and we're dead. Why do they do that? I just don't understand why there's so much secrecy when it comes to the football practices in college. So in the NFL, the practices the fans come to, that's just the first few in training camp. And then uh, let's put it this way. And and a lot of that is pressure from the league. Now, I don't know what's mandatory to be open to the fans and what's not. I cannot remember. It was always different. Like some teams had it. Like the Patriots would never really open it up. Then you'd have some teams that would open – like three weeks up to the to the public, and then the, the Falcons are kind of in that eight to ten days uh, period. At least when I was covering the team, um, college you don't have that. I mean, I guess fall camp. You know, one there's no where there's nowhere to host the fans, but they do bring in a lot of the big money boosters to watch practice. Um, when it comes to media uh, availability, the um, the NFL is mandated by the league to have uh, you know a certain amount of time open. Whereas college, there's no structure for that. So you're seeing more and more college teams just like you said, it's a paranoia. Football coaches are some of the most paranoid people. I'm not, I don't mean that to, to, uh, as, as mean, it's, it's honestly a fact from my experience. They are the most, and they probably would say the same thing too. Every little piece that they think is a competitive advantage, they want to hold on to. And it could be as simple as, uh, I mean, it could be the simplest things. I don't really need to go into any specifics on that. But any any bit of a thing they can consider a competitive advantage. And a lot of that is, um, you know, a, a reporter saying they saw this person running with this group. They think that is a competitive advantage. They want to limit that as much as possible. Uh, what I've learned over the years is, is the lack of media access isn't necessarily the coaches being spiteful toward the reporters. or it, It's more of a... I'm paranoid and afraid that this information is going to get out. Um, that's one of the things that I think maybe is the disconnect. You, you see lockdown practice. There's a jerk. It, it's really not that it's more of a fear. Um, right. And that's just a trait that they have. It, it is. I'm with you. It is, it is something I will never understand uh, as not a coach, but that is a real, a real fear. Uh, from, from their I, understand, I understand the difference because pre, yeah. you got preseason and in, in, in NFL, you don't have preseason in college. I totally understand that. But you can't tell me there's three, maybe four practices where Kirby can open it up to the media and let them watch the entire practice, let the fans come in. I just that just drives me crazy as a fan. He, he, you know, just, I don't know if they've done that since COVID, but they uh, they did two in a row. Uh, like I want to say it was 16 and 17. They had. Um, uh, like the fan day, it replaced Mark Rick's autograph day, where they did have yeah. media and and the fans can't come to Sanford. Not anymore, bud. Yeah, but then post COVID, that that's not there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something. I mean, that early in the preseason, you're not installing yet. Um, yeah, right. right. But then again, I mean, it's uh, Kirby said himself, yeah. he's not even thinking about Oregon at this point, right? Right. They're not even talking right. about Oregon. Yeah. Right. So, there you go. Right. It's, yeah. it's got to be a money thing. It's got to be a money thing because the league's NFL is looking for money, and I don't know. Well, don't know yeah, the, the, okay. NFL, the NFL wants to play that fine line with the media too, where they don't want to ice them out. So if that's coming down from the the league office, you have to make X amount of minutes during the season avail open to the media every day that there's a practice. Well, because Jason, you are you covered the Ravens in spring training, right? Yeah, spring training training camp. Yeah, you, you covered them, so mm-hmm. you know what that's like so 
Yeah, yeah, it's confusing to me too, but I just think it's more of a money thing because institutions aren't looking for as much revenue off of that as the NFL is. NFL kind of needs it. I, I've got a question for you guys. I was asked this by my father-in-law at dinner tonight, and it makes a good point. He was talking about the preseason NFL and how they have these games, right? And he said, well, what he always asks, you know, we try to have a Sunday dinner or Saturday dinner. He goes, what are you guys going to talk about on the show tonight? I said, well, Georgia just had his first scrimmage. And he goes, against who? Was it inner squad? I said, yeah, it was inner squad. And then I said, wouldn't it be cool if, I don't know, Georgia Southern, Valdosta State, Kennesaw State were to come in and play and fans could show up to that or maybe not even fans show up to that. Have some, you know, have it on TV. I don't know. And then you can pay that school and it can help them. And you're not going to pay them like you're going to pay them for a full game where you pay them, you know, two million to come in and, and play you guys. But, you know, give them 200 grand, feed them a nice dinner and, and send them back on their way. Fans can get involved in that. You can run more plays. I know this has been talked about, but I'm guessing it's more because of just a liability thing with that. I, I don't know, but uh, that that was a good idea from him that I thought, and I was like, well, I don't think that the college football is ever going to do that. So I will say that I think basketball, college basketball, not that we want to talk about college basketball on this podcast. No, ever. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, um, I think in the state of Georgia in particular, that would be a huge sell, especially um, uh, you know, with Georgia State uh, being a pretty good program. Georgia Southern not being terrible. And uh, Georgia Tech is terrible, and Georgia, unfortunately, is uh, pretty bad. Too. Saying, you know, you but, uh, Mer Mercer's had good years. I mean, I think in, in basketball, you could do that, and it would people would come all over the state. I think that would be a huge draw, and that would actually help build the profile of um, that particular sport in a state that is way on the back burner, but I, I don't know. Eddie, as a fan, you live in Ackworth. Would you drive down on a Saturday if Georgia was hosting Kennesaw state and you got to watch the open scrimmage? I'm just yeah. curious. I mean, absolutely. I would. I mean, that's, yeah. that's intriguing okay. to me as a fan. I mean, you yeah. know, that this part of the season drives me as a fan crazy because I rely on you guys for a little bit of information that you guys get. And it's very minimal. OK, I mean, I watch I watch all the coach speak and all that stuff. You know, Monkton comes out and Del McGee comes out. They were great. But it's all coach speak. Right. We don't, we don't really yeah. get any information. You know, we don't know what's going on. And you, I rely on you guys to get me that information. It drives me crazy. I can't go out there and see what's going on. Yeah, I just, I just think it would be I think it would be a cool thing, Jason, if, if you were to bring in a Kennesaw State or somebody like that. And it doesn't have to be every scrimmage, one of the three scrimmages and open it up to the public and, yeah. you know, let, let everybody see for their own self that Dylan Bell is balling out or that the left guard position is being rotated by three different guys. You know, let, let everybody else see that. I, I don't know. It's, it, we're not playing. Uh, this isn't, I don't know. Anyway. But I mean, like, I, we, we don't, we don't think it is. Game? Yeah. We, I think in the spring that makes, for football, when you're talking about practices, I think that makes more sense in the spring. Once you get closer to a game in the fall, um, you know, in August, I, I just don't think that the logistics allow for that in this type of sport. Dank um, Derb Jr. makes a good point, says, no way. They're working out way too many kinks in these early practices. They don't exactly. want anyone to witness problems that are being worked out. But every team has to do that, though. I was going to have injury – excuse but if they're just going to scrimmage their own team and be physical you kind of can't make that 
So you also right, have to worry. You got twenty-two guys on the field instead of eleven if you're playing but, against a, a different. But if you're team. also, but if you're also Georgia and you're scrimmaging Kennesaw State, I mean, you're probably better off scrimmaging Georgia State or. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I just threw yeah. a school out there. Who's saying any team in the state of Georgia that's not yeah. tech? Yeah, pretty you're much right. it's not yeah. tech. Yeah, Georgia Southern. I think that'd be a good uh, a good scrimmage. Yeah. No, or here, I, I don't want those. Cut, I don't want those cut blocks. Let's don't. don't <laughs> They don't. They don't do that anymore, right? They they finally moved okay, on. Right? Uh, I think, you're I think right. You're right. I think so. There's triple option teams, unless it's Navy yeah. or Army, piss me off. Unless the it's Phillip- the military, I support them. Yeah, you're, you're allowed if you're military. I'm with you on that. Any other, if you're not military, you have no business running that offense. <laughs> Philip Hudson says it right here. I think a Division two school would be better. Put their first string in, play one quarter. I don't know. I just didn't want to get on the soapbox, guys. I but I did want to open it up for good conversation. You guys are doing that in the comments, and so are you, Eddie. Uh, you know, could college get a preseason like the NFL, play actual teams and work it out? Noah guy says, I don't know if they would go that far because then you're you're turning the this NFL's into like, already getting hit on yeah, about preseason. Yeah, there are people who right want to get rid of the preseason in the NFL. So that's why I think it'd be tricky because no matter what, you're getting pushed back either way. Because I mean, I've seen so many media talking heads here about the NFL saying, Look at all these injuries. Zach Wilson got a non contact injury in a preseason game. First yeah. time he could actually get contact. So there's that, that could happen in practice. Too. I mean, that could happen in practice. Come but on, it's still the injuries well, go up in preseason. What do you What do y'all think of this though? Uh, if, if instead of G Day, where you go inner squad, you brought in like Clemson, or you brought in like you brought yeah. in like your spring game was an exhibition. Forget the lower opponent. I, I don't know about Clemson. But. Well, I mean, even so, but you you I don't think you would go full speed. I mean, you may thud the whole the yeah. whole scrimmage. I, you're definitely not you know, going like it's a game and going all out. But you at least bring in another D1 opponent that's local, nearby, that's easy to travel. And I think that I think to me that's where you could actually have some fun and get some of that 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 excitement more so. Well, you would have you would have a packed stadium. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Yeah. You, you would, it'd be it'd be amazing. Even and they would be thudding. They wouldn't even be tackling to the ground, you know, uh fifty percent of the time. And also, yeah, also you wouldn't have to put your guys on the field as much, like having both your offense and defense on, so it would lessen the chance of injuries, actually. So I think right. that would work. I think that would work. Here's another option. Jimmy Gibbs over on Facebook says Cupcakes should get to get paid to play against UGA in the spring and not during the season. There's another option. <laughs> no, I don't. We just – or or like uh, Jashan says – just bring up in my IMG for a <laughs> That'll work. Oh, I mean, they got some. They got some guys on that team. Uh, that'll work. You they probably um, want to make it on Georgia's roster, right? So right, it'll in. work both ways. It could be a recruiting visit, and then also <laughs> see how up against uh, you know your yep. left tackle. That would be the ultimate Kirby finesse recruiting tactic. The, oh IMG. yeah, could you could you imagine like they Kirby somehow pulls this off? The whole IMG squad. Oh, Sam Pemba, he commits. Yeah. All of them, they, they all commit. Yeah, that you get every year IMG comes up in scrimmages, and the, the day after they leave, Kirby's got seven five star commits, just random. You know, it's, it's how's Kirby getting all these IMG kids? Oh, he plays them. Yeah, he literally lives. plays them <laughs> in Stanford Stadium uh, in the spring. So, you know, no big deal. Uh, let's see here. Chris oh, West said, Oh, wait, Paul, someone in the comment section said Georgia Falcons, Georgia would win if they scrimmaged. No. Like I know a guy. No. You, oh, no, a guy Not says UJ over Falcons. Nah, it, no. It, it, no. I, I think he's. We'll ask him to clarify. I just think he means like it's a better pro, like run better. I don't think he's saying that like they would win a game. 
I don't think that's what now it's the Falcons yeah, would we need be some clarification. An NFL team that maybe the score's the closest with the college team, but I don't know about the, that. the worst team like those worst well, who, who, 16 teams. I want this to be an NFL thing, even though I do. Falcons are probably bottom five team. No offense, Paul. You 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 go on your Falcons rants. I'm with that, yeah, we understand but that. I, I just think that that's honest. I mean, yeah, Houston's you, terrible too. I think Houston might be the worst. I think they stand. It doesn't matter good. though. They say this every year, Ben. And oh no, I know the Falcons would whoop them. It's a pro no. It's a it's a 27-27 point spread against the best team against the worst team in the NFL. Like every year, this comes up. And if Alabama this year were to play the Texans this year, they would be 27-point dogs. They would oh, get yeah. run out of the get room. Stroke. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and I see where you're thinking. Oh well, they put Georgia just put eight guys in the league. If they had them last year and they played the, you know, Falcons last year, no, it doesn't work like that. If you will actually, this is different. Oh, I agree with you. But if you put Georgia's defensive players from last year's team four years from now with NFL bodies and experience, they could be a top ten defense in the NFL. Well, yeah, if you yeah, yeah off of that, sure. I, I think that, but I don't think you, they could beat them while they're in college. Well, yeah, not when they're twenty-one years old going up against thirty-year-old grown. I mean, a three touchdown game, they play a perfect game. They lose by just three touchdowns. They play a perfect game. So, I agree. Here's, here's I was just by more than that, honestly. Here's an idea from Hunter Erickson. I don't know why we've really gone on this tangent, but I like it. I like where we're going, guys. It's good commentary. Uh, I brought it up, so I like it. What if instead of week zero, teams have a scrimmage against other teams, kind of like an NFL preseason type thing? I think I, I see where you're going with that, Hunter, but I think by the time week zero to, comes around, people want that football to matter. They want a win to go on the record there. Teams are starting to install by that point, too. Yeah, um, and it's, it would be really tough. Like if, if you know in the NFL, when the NFL does the joint practices with each other, that's usually like second week of training camp. But you know how sick that is, Jason, when they do oh, those awesome. joint practices and you can watch that shit on Hard Knocks and the Colts are beaten up against – I don't know who they had this year. I haven't been – you got an HBO login, Jason? Yeah, we'll talk later. Okay, bet. Cool, thank you. I need to watch it. Um, But, you know, it, it's – it's that's like one of the, my favorite episodes every year is when the other team comes into town and they start yeah. you know jawing at each other. Why can't we do that in college football? I mean, these programs make a ton of money, and then make a docu series out of it. Do you know, well, Eddie, I think would you not watch that. I mean, would you not watch that if it came on SEC Network that Clemson came to town for a week and they battled it out on the field? I don't know. I think it would be great for a starving SEC network that needs ratings. Yeah, they need, they need it bad. Well, I, I think obviously with the NFL, it's their job, so they have the time to do all that, and the logistics makes sense. Whereas, if we're being real, these kids have to go to class, whether they actually go or not, I don't know. But <laughs> but uh, they, there's a lot more responsibilities than just being a football player. So so from that perspective, yeah. But um, that, I I mean, I know we've kind of got off on a tangent from what we had originally planned to talk about, but uh I like this, this yeah it's a good one but uh, yeah, i yeah i just think of like one a sp- like something in the spring uh you know like one like a saturday practice in the spring or like that that people could come watch i think that would be um something that you could actually pull off but i, I don't even know what the what kind of paperwork or what kind of hoops you'd have to jump through to clear that with the conferences and maybe even the ncaa really? so uh, it's just nobody's doing that. I mean, who's going to be the one that wants to do that? And again, let's go back to the paranoia aspect of it, man. These coaches, no, a more so, yeah, more so at the, co- the <laughs> college level. Like, I think in the NFL level, there's definitely this more of a bond and, and, and uh, 
that fraternity aspect among the coaches for the most part. You don't really see the feuds. And I'm trying to think of if there's any right now uh, in the NFL. Uh, nothing's coming to mind. Whereas, you know, right in, you know, in college, everybody wanted to talk about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. And you have these, these rivalries where, uh, where the, you know, the coaches and the universities hate each other. Uh, and that's not to say that they, those would be the ones scrimmaging with each other or anything like that. But it just seems a lot more personal at the college level. And the paranoia gets ramped up even more to where, uh, you know, do they want – does like does Georgia even want a, a program near that caliber visiting their campus and vice versa? Yeah, but how how cool would it be to have a It'd be hard amazing? Knocks, a it hard would be amazing for a college program. I mean, oh, and, and by the my. way, speaking of that, this Tuesday coming up, the Hard Knocks is must watch for Falcons fans because that was yeah, that was a heck of a good game. Uh, that, it that's going to be interesting to watch on Tuesday night. I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna have to get oh Paul's fired up. I'm good. Well, I'm going to have to get a login to catch up because I, I like Hard Knocks is a great show, Ben. I don't care oh, if it's great. about the draft rant was bad, so I'm happy you're fired up. <laughs> well, that was we, an all-time rant from you. I think that's number one. We, we're like, I live like five minutes from the, the poverty franchise. Take joke. The poverty franchise, it, it, it is. I mean, when we saw that with Jordan Davis and Nicole Dean balling out, which leads us to our next segment, guys. Oh, uh, do we have to do this? We are. We have to. It's we are so painful. We are, guys. We're gonna I, talk I'm about... saying it's pain. It's painful from a Falcons perspective. That's all. I it mean. is. It is. We're going to talk about the dogs in the NFL, guys. The dogs in the NFL that, uh, mm. yeah, and Georgia passed up on big time because <laughs> you saw on Twitter, guys, the play where Jordan Davis takes on a pushes the defenders the other way. Nakobe Dean makes the tackle. All's right in the world, and both of them could have been dogs. Instead, they're up in Philadelphia now. So, Falcons. I asked, yeah, the Falcons. That's what I meant. Yeah, um, they they were both dogs. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, they could have been Falcons too, but they weren't. So Pickens, Pickens has been a huge story. Pickens has been has Pickens. Oh. I think Pickens has been the biggest story of. The NFL preseason. If on every day I get on Twitter, this man oh, is yeah. making some other ungodly move at wide receiver. Yeah, and, and what's amazing about it? Sorry, oh, no, I was saying, me and Jason would know up here. Uh, a lot of Ravens fans are pissed that they took Ojabo coming off of Achilles in the second round over George Pickens when they have no receivers. And every day it's Steelers stuff on my timeline. George Pickens made a play. He's trash-talking Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the best safeties in the league, dominating him. It's like, wow. So that's what I said. I've said this. When Georgia has an elite receiver, remember, everyone was talking about A.J. Green, dominant. Hines Ward was dominant. When these receivers they see coming out of Georgia are going to be those dudes, they always turn out because they're either as what they were in college or better because people have always said Georgia underutilizes uh, receivers. Well, when you can see it and then you go to the NFL with – that level of player, you're like, wow. And we saw with George Pickens, here's the thing. He's always open. A guy can be within a yard of him, he's open because you just throw it up to him. His sideline footwork is some of the best I've ever seen, and he's like 20 years old. Like, it, it's absurd what he is. Yesterday, that sideline touchdown, I saw like 12 camp highlights that were better than that, and that touchdown was unreal. <laughs> So yeah. I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? And to be fair, as much as I hate the Steelers more than any other team, 
their uh, organization knows receivers and knows talent. And when Mike Tomlin w- flew out to Georgia, I think two times, uh, one for the pro day to see George Pickens, he was watching him a lot at that pro day. There was a lot of pictures of it. And he said, I want that guy in the second round because honestly, I think he would have been in consideration in the first round for them if they didn't take a quarterback. Um, so I look at it and say, yeah, that guy's going to hit because they, um, they always draft receivers well. They always do. And when they say George Pickens is good, I'm like, he is going to be special. George Pickens, steal, probably the steal of the NFL draft now that we're starting to see a lot of this play out. He's going to be the steal of your fantasy football draft. He's going to be uh, – he, he could be Jamar Chase, what Jamar Chase was last year for people. You you think that that good for Pickens? Well, yeah. actually, I think there could be a bigger steal in fantasy drafts from Georgia. I James, think James Cook, Cook. Yeah. with the Bills, not as a player. I just think I just think volume. I, I think Pickens volume wise is gonna just yeah. eat it up. Yeah, with, yeah. Like, and I and I, I think I think Mitch Trubisky for as for all of his limitations for when I burst out laughing when he was the when, when uh, the Bears traded up to one spot to take him, uh, however many years ago it was. He's in a situation where I, I don't even know if he can really screw this up. Like he he can Ryan Tannehill this and just be okay. And Pickens can flourish, I think, with all the weapons that are around him. I, I just I, and I, where he's going. I've been doing some mock drafts. Where he's going in fantasy drafts, it's going to change in the in the coming weeks. But like oh, yeah. where he's going right now is stupid. Uh, I mean, this is this is a round seven eight kind of guy. And and no. when it's all said and done. Uh, SC Low Country Dog says George is finally healthy. He wasn't 100% in the natty and still made an impact. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing this guy just put on an absolute show. Mm-hmm. Eddie, I'm going to have to let you go, my friend. We've got Pinhurst with us, if that's okay. Absolutely. It's your show. Thank you, boys. Eddie, Can I just say you, this Eddie. real quick? Thank sure. you, guys. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eddie, thanks so much, brother. We'll see you next week. Hey, you take care, Eddie. Have a good one. Let's bring in Pinhurst. Hey boys, how are y'all? Oh man, man. how many children do you have in that photo? Good, uh, several, several. That's why I work all the time. Man, and I only only talk to Ben at ten thirty at night. It's about the only time I have a chance to talk to him. That's it. Well, that's good. You talk. <laughs> this is going to be the biggest booster after his kids are done college on the Class City <laughs> Collective, right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know is about it- that. This is uh, <laughs> this is such a treat here. We get we get Pinhurst, aka Zinger Dog, from the board over at UJSports.com. Zinger, I know that you you uh, like to pay the full amount every year, but for the folks that don't, we do have a great deal going on. It's called the Run It Back deal. You can get a full year of UJSports.com for thirty three dollars and eighteen cents, guys. Thirty three dollars eighteen cents. Use code Run It Back when you sign back up. New members and annual members. If it's time to sign back up, let's get you back in there at run it back but pin what's going on man hey that's less than the classic city collective right there paul that's a that's it is a brother deal. <laughs> it is not, a, not much. Deal. I, I figured y'all were talking about uh pittsburgh and and uh since pennsylvania with Penn, pennsylvania's getting all the love i mean philadelphia is also gonna get to enjoy two guys this year too i think both those guys are gonna make a huge impact as they go along as well yeah, so N'Kobe Dean, we were getting down to that. Pickens, to finish up on Pickens, 91.3 PFF grade for Pickens uh, this week for the for the Steelers. N'Kobe Dean, five, five tackles, four solo, 85 PFF grade. Jordan Davis, you saw it. I mean, 
Also, tonight you had Lewis Seen and Zamir White. Ben, if you want to look up those stats for me real quick, I don't oh, think – Oh, I already said it be one tackle for Lewis. He was around the ball a lot and good in coverage. And uh, Zamir White, if I recall, five carries for 13 yards. Okay, two yeah, two catches, catches for, four. for four yards. Yeah, okay. I sent you all the stats and you still don't know them. So but, um, <laughs> here's the show, Paul. Zamir is – if anything happens to Jacobs, that's Zamir. Zamir will be the number one. And, I, mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think Drake will stay in that uh, – Kind of that that third down back role. If uh, anything happens, to he was Josh the top Jacobs. pick. Like, they didn't have the first or second round pick. They yeah, yeah, but he was their top pick. I think that's like saying if the sky isn't blue, Josh Jacobs will come down with something. <laughs> uh, Jaden <laughs> Tindall also low key, very good performance. Yeah, uh, Fred F says going to sign up officially, join the family. Fred, you better. Is that Freddie Freeman? Oh, no, that's Fred F, man. Dis- There's Freddie Freeman. Man, don't disrespect Fred F. I will kick you off this show. I swear, I swear. Uh, let see. Walker didn't put up any stats. Uh, Wyatt did not play for Green Bay. Tyndall had two tackles, 86.9 PFF grade for Tyndall down there in Miami. Cook had three carries for five yards, a catch for five yards. All these guys, all these guys are playing out of their minds. Trayvon had a force fumble and a sack uh, the week prior. So, yeah. I mean, he looked great. Yeah, he awesome. looked fantastic. Come He's going to kill then, Carson Wentz. He's going to kill then, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz stinks. You know, that's one thing me and my, my brother would argue about. He's like, Wentz, the real deal. I go, this guy, no, he's not that guy. Will Levis might be better, Paul. Will Levis might be better. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see here. And then also to round it out, Darian Kendrick had a tackle and a pass to finish for a guy that runs a 6040. <laughs> He's out there. He's out there playing DB. Man, you're talking about a 40 that doesn't match up with the game film. Good Lord. I mean, I have no idea how he did that. He must have, he must have, uh, he must have spent too much, eat too much, uh, eat. He must have eaten way too much the night before when he went out there because I've never seen, he looks four, five, four, six. He ran a four. I think it was uh, at one of the like four, eight, the camps, he ran like a four three eight or four four two laser timed when he was in yeah. high school. Um, I mean, it, it's not a. It was. It was. That was what was so crazy about it to me. Uh, Billy Wright says the college all stars beat the Green Bay Packers twenty to seventeen in nineteen sixty three. God bless and go dogs from Brooklyn, Georgia. So there is a college team that has played an NFL team. It was a team of all stars. They used to do it every year. They used to really? do it every year back then. Yeah, for a little while. They did it almost every year. Wow. Until they won. I when think did that, that was kind of when they, they, when they started stopped doing it. So this is uh this is one of those things where back back in the early sixties and in, in the fifties when the NFL teams would uh like they would play during the season and then they'd go do their day jobs. Like the NFL right. the NFL like wasn't their job. They, they they still had to go do whatever and then the season would start. They didn't do it year round. I would I would I would Imagine that had something to do with this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there we go. We Billy Wright throwing us some uh, knowledge there, guys. I do want to bring on Penn, if you don't mind. I know it's short-lived, but I want to bring on our man from the 7-6, if you don't mind. No, not at all. Wait, Paul, Paul, you're not going to do your buy and sell today on your uh, freshman? I am. I am. We're kind of running out of time. Okay, Chance, I see you. Wait for me, brother. I see you. I see you. I'll get you on in a second. We're going to do a little buy or sell real quick. Uh, okay. And we'll, oh, yeah, we already did buy or sell with, with Bell. We got yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll, so Pin, you can stay on with us for buy or sell, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get a chance. So buy or sell, Pin. 
We did Dylan Bell. You buying or selling? Just real quick, buying or selling Dylan buying. Bell right now? I've been okay. buying him from the get go. Um, and I have a I have a friend who saw him play. His competition was okay. Same with the brother. The brother played running back a lot. Did play some DB, but he was smaller. So I mean, his he's the one fifty one fifty five was dead on. He'll see him in about uh, probably a month and let you know a little more. I'll be able to let you know if he's you know worth the offer or not. I know he's committed to Notre Dame, but he said Bell looks like a running back. He said Bell just looks like a running back playing wide receiver, and the guy is just going to be terrific. He's a good blocker too. I mean, I think he's got everything you want. Buy or sell Kenny McIntosh being the uh, lead running back for Georgia this year? Uh, you, uh, ben knows this. I, he's he's been my least favorite, and and I do he did do some your good least things. favorite. Yeah, I, I've sold him from the get go. He runs to a right for me. He mm. does catch the ball well, and and look, his blocking is blooming awful. I mean, that, he is just terrible at pass oh, protection. Man. But I will say, he, he at the end of the year. The Cincinnati game a few years ago and the end of the year this year, I thought he really came on. He looked good. So, I mean, it's hard to say, but I really, I think, you know, Milton to me is more talented. Um, you know, just my opinion on that. And and I think the two kids coming in behind him are going to be hard to keep off the field. If somebody that saw the scrimmage told me those guys are legit and it won't be long before it's hard. I mean, they were comp- this guy compared them to Sony and Chubb. He said they're that good and that talented, and they both catch the ball. That's why you gotta love the preseason folks that go watch the practices, man. Athens gonna be on you, on you about that one, Zinger. Because, uh, uh, his boy is Macintosh, so hey, if your phone call, you might get a three-hour lecture. I'm with Macintosh from Johnny Ballgame, my biological father. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also uh, heard Gunnar Stockton look great too, which you know he looked really rough in the spring so that was also really good to hear ben buy or sell kenny mcintosh being a lead dog in the backfield i'm gonna buy for one reason his his receiving out of the backfield is gonna be huge so that's why i think he's gonna be on the field most that's why i think he'll be the lead guy jason buy or sell kenny mcintosh i like the kid but sell i I think branson's gonna be the top dog at some point oh Dan, okay, so you're buying Branson. Branson's stock right now, it's a little high. He was a he was, you know, a top prospect. So if you want to get into that buy level for Branson, I'd buy Andrew you. Paul. I'd buy Andrew Paul a lot. So you buy the so you buy the one. Yeah. So Ben's gonna buy the cheaper option in Andrew Paul is what it's getting. Hey, there's, there's some I buy them both. Here. I buy there's some both. value. So so Penn's saying there's value in both of them, guys. There's value in both of them if you're if you're looking Penn's at the buying the new guard. The old guard is not I feel good. bad for Edwards. Cause he's a dang, he's a he's a solid. He really is. He's like the best fifth string running back in America. Not, <laughs> he may be fifth string again by the end of the season. Yeah. That's how good these two guys are. Sadly. Here's another one, guys. He's a freshman, Malachi Starks. You buying him playing on the uh, first team defense? We got reports of that. He jumped into some mm. uh, dime packages, things of that nature. You buying Malachi Starks right now? Because the stock price. I'll tell you right now, the stock price pin before you talk. It's high. It's high yeah. for – he's a five-star freshman coming in. This is a buy or sell right here. Is, is it Jim Cramer that has all the crazy buttons and stuff like that? Buy, sell, buy. Yeah. I, I'm buying both him and I'm buying Ja'Cory Thomas. Both, both of those are very guys. expensive stocks here, Penn. Both, both of are, those guys are terrific. They play different – I mean, Starks I saw all through – I mean, I, you know, I'm here in Athens 
you know, Jefferson is right down the road. I see them quite a bit. And he was just, a, he was incredible running the ball. That guy's just an unbelievable athlete. He's going to, I think he's going to do fantastic. And safety's kind of in that position that nobody seems to want to, you know, step forward. I know Chris Smith is there. Obviously, he's going to be, you know, the guy. But, you know, is David Daniel going to jump in? Is Taki ever going to be healthy? You know, is is it going to be – you know, I'm the only one that brought up William Poole in the preseason last year, and he turned out to have a pretty big – every time he plays, he just produces. So is he going to yeah, be yeah. that guy that plays in that position? But I really do like these two guys, and and uh, everybody was sleeping on Ja'Cory Thomas and was mad about Kamari Wilson. I don't even lose – he's much better, I think, than Wilson. Just my opinion, but I think he's much better. He's yeah, throwing coverage, definitely. Yes, definitely. I, I agree I like with him on that. I like it. Uh, buying or selling Kamari Lasser being George's uh, second corner? Well, Ben knows this. I, I was on him from the get-go. I've been talking about him with with our friend John, who's he's, uh, yeah, probably he's the listening king of the fan club. Uh, I loved Kamari. He was just the perfect – I thought he was going to end up at safety because the guy hits like a truck, man. I'm telling you, you'll get to see more, more of that. I hope this year, you know, when he plays more often, but he tackles, we're talking about Kirby was talking about how well he tackled. I mean, you go look at his high school footage, that guy will hit you. And I mean, he's great in coverage. He runs well. I mean, I think he could, you know, if these young guys, you know, come in and, and, uh, you know, start to push him some down the line as we go along, that guy could move into that, you know, slot or that hybrid because he could do both. I mean, he's going to be terrific. Um, I, I'm so looking forward to watching him play this year. SC Low Country Dog says, I'm with Ben on K-Mac. Buying because he's really the only guy catching out of the backfield with Cook being the NFL now. He has this decent vision in the open field. We've got a lot of folks in the chat saying uh, Edwards is going to be the leading rusher. we got Damian Jenkins and then Cameron Brown. It's Saint a weird Edward. running back room to predict. Will be the really best is. Because um, I think here, over the season you get they got two good freshmen. But you know, I'm gonna tell you this, Paul. I've been on the Nylon Green train. I love Lassiter. Have. I you think have. Nylon Green might overtake Kamar. Oh Lassiter. yeah, I it's thought you know good. earlier you it sounded it looked like you wanted to say something when he I want I am King Nylon yeah. Green fan club. <laughs> Nylon Green's that guy. He's a Kirby DB. I know he loves Laster. I think if Nylon gets his chance. He overtakes Kamara because he's that NFL level dude. So you're set, so, so official right here. You're selling Kamari Lasser as a second DB. Uh, ben was the stepson. I also I think there's wanted. a real chance <laughs> Dalen Everett comes up there too. I think Dalen Everett people ben, are sleeping ben, on. This is the yes I'm no sorry. Question. I'm sorry with Kamari Lasseter. I got to be the one that's lower on. Are you, are you selling Kamari Lasseter soccer? Nothing now. with him. I just like the other guys. So I just, yeah, he's selling. He's a hundred. Yeah, so it is selling for that reason. I just yeah. cut him by that reason. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of pins. Will Ben. And he, I guarantee he's got a ton of money. I can just hear it in his voice. No. I'm broke, man. He's got that old oil he's money. Not, he's out Georgia. That, oil that man is not broke. I'm not going to say he's rich. That man is not broke. I'll listen to him. And uh, Hey, Martin's say. with you. He said, Nylon's that dude, Ben. So there you go. Of course. Martin's a smart man. Now, um, <laughs> I will say Taryn Ingram Dawkins and Smell Munden, two breakout players of the year this year for Georgia. Ben, you, I am ben, all in on that. I'm ben, all me, in on those two. Ben, let me lead you to the water, okay? <laughs> let me lead you there, brother. Buy or sell 
This is the last one we're going to do. And then I got to bring my man Chance on. All right. Buy or sell. Obviously, I, okay, first off, before I go there, we're all in agreement that Pop, Jamon Dumas Johnson is is one of the starting inside linebackers, right? We can we yes. can agree on that. Yep. Yes. Yes. Pin. Okay, yes. Cool. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Buy or sell. This is not really a, a person. I'm not singling out one. I need you to tell me if if I'm trading stocks here, who who I should be buying as the second linebacker. Jason, we'll start with you and rotate to Ben and then Pin. Well, I would think Smile Munden. Uh, I think he's the guy that uh, I go all the way back. I go all the way back to Nakobe Dina G Day, almost slipping that that's the guy who may be calling the call, getting the, the play calls and relaying that to the defense. I think he's a very smart player. He hits, he's, he tackles. I mean, you're, one of the, one of the things that, I, you know, that, that we've all heard from the scrimmage was not a lot. There, there were some issues to work out on defense, not a lot of missed tackles. I think that linebacking core smile Munden being a part of that, um, is a reason he ends up uh, starting next to Pop there at inside linebacker. Smell Munden all the way is number two. And by the end of the season, the third guy who's in the Channing Tindall role will be Jalen Walker. Best interview I've ever done. Coach's son. He's elite. Smell Munden, though, he's having a great camp. All the practice reports, he's, he's killing it. He's got all the tools. I think if he puts it on display, so that's where I'm going. And I'm all in on Smell Munden. And I've Look, said it because we're not talking D-line. Taron Ingham Dawkins, heard it here first. He's that guy. I've been saying that. What the hell are you talking about? You can't take that. <laughs> I, I was talking about Ingram Dawkins on the spring game. You can't. We're in the middle of August, bud. That train's left the building. Well, left the building. I'm all in on the stock. You said, oh, well, G-Day. G-Day. <laughs> it's we're two gone, weeks from the season. Who cares about G-Day? Look. The reason I'm bringing this up, Penn, before you answer the question, is there has been some talk about Tresman Marshall. There's also been some talk about Xavier Sori. So that's why I'm bringing this up. I just think we are. Penn might go here. Penn is not one inside linebacker more than others. Because here, you not only led me to the water, you stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. I mean, Mm. I think if you're buying stock, you want to buy low, sell high. You got to go with Sori or Tresman. Those are the two guys. And Jalen, too, down the line, maybe not for, you know, six weeks or so, but. Sorry, they've said, and it's been just terrific. He's just learning how to play inside backer because he's played outside backer mostly. But he's going to be somebody who's going to play. But I do believe it's going to be smell to start the season. And then I think, uh, you know, those guys, as, as we go along, will probably have some kind of rotation. But they say Trez has looked great, too, and he runs well. And, and uh, they said he hit Andrew Paul hard enough to not even know where he was in the scrimmage down on the goal mm. line. So he's he's a thumper, too. So we'll see. Uh also on the defensive line, I like TID, but if I was to give you a guy to watch out for, it'd be Stackhouse. That guy can rush the passer with the best Ooh, of them. like it. You, you, you know, could trade Rion Davis, Penn. You were telling me, you're like, this guy could start, and now no mention. You, you know, I, I haven't heard any reports about him, nothing. I mean, that, that was what looked, I saw he, and a quick story, I know you got to bring Chance on. Um, he and uh, Washington were signing – uh, for a uh, business next to mine right out in front of it. So I went out there, this was in the spring and this was when Washington was rumored to transfer. And I asked him, he said, oh, I'm staying here to get my ring. You know, I'm not going anywhere. And he said, you know, I, why would I, you know, who used the tight ends more than UGA? So that was a, you know, a good thing. But he said, I asked, uh, I, Ryan didn't sign at trouble. That was the first thing I asked him is why he didn't sign at trouble Davis. And then I asked him, uh, you know, if, if he was going to be. I said, you, you know, you healthy and 
And Washington looks that if he's healthy, he's he's going to play. And that's where I was kind of going off of. Usually they don't, you know, players know, you know, game knows game. And he said it right there. He said, if, if Davis is healthy, he's going to play. So normally Maybe. I would be on him, but I haven't heard anything in the preseason about him. So until I do, it's got to be who I'm hearing, which is Sori and Trez and, and obviously Jalen and Smell being the number one. Uh, probably the number one guy to probably go in and play first first game. So there you go, folks. A game of buy and sell with Pinhurst. Pinhurst, as always, Zinger Dog over on EJSports.com. We appreciate you joining the show, man. Always welcome on. Hey, love talking to you guys. Uh, y'all have a, a great night and a great week. Thank you, guys. You too, brother. See you. Thank I'll you. see you, buddy. Now we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Chance Kelsey right here, owner of the76.com. Uh, Chance, what's going on, brother? Not much, boys. Uh, just got just got in town. Was down at the lake with some buddies all weekend, and uh, didn't get to catch up on much of the scrimmage talk. So I'm tuning in uh, to find out what's going on there. Uh, last time I called in, we were talking about D line versus inside linebackers, and and um, we 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 touched on who's going to be opposite Chris Smith on the back end of the defense. And uh, I remember Ben said David Daniels, the guy to watch out there. Uh, so I'm kind of following up on my previous question because that's kind of where I keep going when I think about what's my question uh, as far yeah. as the defense goes. So what are you guys seeing now that we're about – I mean, we're halfway through camp pretty much uh, or, or, or fall fall practice, I guess. Um, what, what do you guys see on the back end there? Um, I know we've talked a lot about cornerbacks tonight, and, I, I mean, honestly, I would buy any of those young guys. Uh, you know, whoever Kirby trots out there must be a stud. So, but who's going to be on the back end? Is it going to be Dirty Dan? Is it going to be David Daniel? Like, what What are we looking at now that we're into camp? I think we skipped. Did we ever even well, buy we ourselves? Corey and Malachi Stark yeah, we started with Malachi Stark. I don't know. Well, they're playing with the ones. When yeah. you see freshman safeties playing with the ones for Kirby, they must be something. And I heard, that, I heard that uh, Kirby was, was giving it to him pretty good um, at a couple practices, which to me says – that kid's playing early. Um, if they're mm-hmm. already, you know, woofing at him over the microphone, then I think that's a sign that he's going to be out there. And I think we know that just from, you know, his his recruitment and and five stars and all those things. I think we anticipate him being out there. But, I mean, I guess I'm going to ask you all just point blank, who is starting back there against Oregon? Is Do still we know early? yet? That's the thing. I don't know if we know yet. I think we might need another scrimmage chance to really flesh this out because Malachi Stark all of a sudden is, has come on strong, right. and I don't I don't see Curry putting him in there to start against Oregon. But well, the same probably if if I was to put all my chips in on a guy, I guess I would put him on Dan Jackson to start. No, I knew you I had guess. to go Dan Jackson. It's your boy Paul, Dirty Dan. I, yeah. I would go with uh, Ty Key actually. I think they might put Ty Key back there at safety week one. And then really? as you the season so? goes on, you put the freshman in more. That's what I think will happen. If I had to make a guess. I just wonder, uh, because Tyke, if Tyke goes back there, is William Poole your star? Who's, who's star at that point? Probably would yeah. be William Poole. So William but Poole. he started in the national championship, right. so I don't think that would be a drop-off, which is why no, I think no, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. But, it, yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying that that's if you make that move, I, I guess that's what you're, what, what you're, where, where you're going with that. Um, I don't think Malachi or Ja'Cory start – Day one, I don't think that's going to happen. 
So uh, yeah, I think I think you're going with Tyke or Dan Jackson. I I, I kind of would lean toward Tyke honestly. Tyke's playing whether it's star or safety. That, that's that's one way I'm looking at it. Well, uh, I, th- I just think the biggest narrative going into this whole thing is you know every time I turn on SEC Network, it's the demise of the Georgia defense. Like there's just no possible way they can recover from all the draft picks, this that and the other, but. Then you've got teams like Ohio State that they get the moniker of just being a wide receiver factory. So they lose these wide receivers, and it's just like, oh, well, they're number two. They're Ohio State. Like they 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 just grow wide receivers, but we don't we don't grow defensive people at Georgia. I mean, we've had one of the best, if not right. the best, defenses in the country every year under Kirby. And I, yeah, experience probably lacking, but there's a lot of guys that are going to be starting this year that played a lot last year. Like we talked on the last time that, that I yeah. was on, we talked about Logue got in there and Stackhouse got in there on that defensive line that was littered with people in the NFL right now. So I I, I can't wait to get the season started. I personally was wanting this offseason to take a long time because we waited 41 years to wear the crown. I'm not, I'm not ready to just like start a season and, and get back to, you know, chasing another title. But I, at this point, I want it to start because I'm tired of hearing people – you know, think that, that Georgia's going to take a step back on defense. And they may not give up six points a game, but, I mean, we're talking about, you know, generational defense there. Um, I also think that – I know we kind of touched on uh, – I, I don't know if it was this show. It may have been last week's show. You guys were talking about um, whoever wins the Heisman will be offensive. SEC Network is doing their darndest to get Will Anderson that Heisman. I mean – I told you every, folks were going to try that. Most they have is about Will Anderson. Every segment from a commercial, they're featuring Will Anderson. They are doing their best to get him to New York. And it's funny because Donnan, uh, on the on the other on the other show, um, he mentioned something kind of under his breath. You know, talking about publicity and and Heisman's and that sort of thing. He said, I, "We're not going to push Stetson to get a Heisman. That's just kind of not how things go over there." But he did say, again, kind of under his breath, he's like, Alabama, they put out the publicity. So taking that, what he heard, I'm, I don't, I'm not even sure necessarily what that means. But then you watch how much SEC Nation, or excuse me, SEC Network is pushing Will Anderson. It just seems like if there's going to be a defensive Heisman, it's going to be that kid. And that's just another notch on Saban's belt to say, you know, I got Alabama their first Heisman. We had you know, four or five, however many it was in my tenure there. We got the national championships. Now we got the first defensive Heisman. I really think that they're pushing it. Um, but I'm interested to see to see how that plays out because, um, I mean, I think we got some dudes on defense too that are that are tired of hearing about it. Well, I mean, nobody's that. talking about Nolan Smith, you know. He's going to yeah. be amazing. Robert Beal uh, also coming back. Doesn't get talked about a lot. Uh, another outside linebacker. Uh and uh, let's see, Mary oh, saying, Mary said, you guys beat a de- defense. Mary said, you guys, yeah, but Mary said, you guys beat a dead horse with a preseason conversation. Mary, I promise you, I so wish, Mary, <laughs> that the post game overreaction show is happening right now, Mary, and we will be talking to you for three hours about Georgia spanking Oregon and the other games that are going on. But give, we're trying to work with what we got, Mary, I promise you. I promise you. And, and everybody that's sticking around with us, once the post-game overreaction show starts, it's going to be insane. One thing I do want to bring up to you guys, I'm going to bring it onto the screen here, is the 7-6. This is Chance's website. If you, yeah, if you've seen the 7-6 uh, online, you'll know that 
this is chance. So to the guy that asked up here, uh, Alex Kent said, who's this guy? You've seen seven, six. Uh, so this is, this is chance. This is, you just don't, might not know him yet. So he's already got some stuff up for you guys for Oregon, uh, the duck hunt. Look at this duck hunt shirt. It's pretty cool. So That's awesome. <laughs> duck hunt, awesome. Atlanta, Georgia, uh, it says September 3rd, 2022. I mean, that's that's killer. Let's see what else we've got. There's yeah, no we've got the whole hunt club collection going right now. That's been uh, one of our best sellers of all time, playing into you know Kirby saying that we're not going to be hunted, uh, we'll do yeah. the hunting. And so we kind of opened up our own little our own little lodge there, and it's uh, it's 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 doing pretty good. I actually got the black version on here. Um, there you go. But yeah, I think that's a whole season deal is just kind of have that chip on your shoulder that hey, we're out for blood too. We're not going to let people just try and come and come and find us. We're going we're going to burn Great the boats. Great shirt right here, guys. Burn the boats. Uh, that was from Kirby talking about the national championship game, burning the boats. I mean, there's so much cool stuff on here that Chance has. Well, we run the state shirt. You can get a I mean, there's so much cool stuff. You want a iPhone case? Yeah, no problem. Uh, how about them in Miami? You got a 2021 trophy tee. I mean, and, and it's not just Georgia that he's got. I mean, obviously, it's it's primarily Georgia, but he's also got a ton of different schools, too, guys. He's got the, mail, the mailman shirt's awesome. Yeah, there it is right there, oh, the yeah. mailman. Yeah. What is it saying underneath there, Chance? Something about uh, guarantee Saturday guarantee delivery. Saturday delivery, and then um, we do uh, the proceeds to the DGD fund, which is obviously his uh, NIL charity uh, of choice i guess and and uh we we like to we like to give back as much as we can that's kind of like why we jump into nil stuff with these players i mean you know it's not gonna be life-changing money for anybody um but to give them the opportunity to be able to market themselves and kind of develop their brand um we think is a really cool really cool thing for these kids to learn you know real kind of business applications in life um so we we we're excited about getting to partner with these guys and you get to know them more than just, you know, this, this player you see on TV, you get to kind of learn about them and, and uh, interact with them. And that's a really cool deal for us, but it also gives them something to be proud of to show their friends and family. And um, that's another thing is when, when you're, when you're working with us, when you're working with us, like you are literally supporting the actual Georgia Bulldogs, you know, you can, you can donate to other, other things, but I promise you when you shop with us, we're, we're doing everything we can to work with the guys, work with the players, even softball players and, and working with some gymnasts here pretty soon to doing some NIL stuff with them. So we want to literally support the actual Georgia Bulldogs. So when you're when you're on our site and you're buying stuff for us, it, it definitely allows us to keep coming up with the creative content, but also to help out help out the players on the field. I mean, there's there's so many cool shirts on here, guys. You have to go take a look at it. It's called the 76.com. Chance has a code for you guys. Thank you, yeah. Scott. I had I had to time Mary out for the while. I mean, She's getting a little crazy. I uh, mean, South Carolina fans might even buy that Dabo shirt right there. So that <laughs> might make him some money. But it's not just Athens, guys. Like I said, he's got Auburn. He's got, you know, exclusive collabs, Knoxville Golf. Which one should I click on, Chance? Show Go to exclusive co collabs. That's what I was talking about with um, NIL. And there you can see. Um, Look at that. So we got our players here. You uh, click on pull up, there. Pull up your boy Kenny Mack, Paul. No, oh, yeah, my boy K Mack. Let's see what we got. Look at that. Kenny McIntosh. The blueprint one's really cool. It's a literal like blueprint highlighting his skill set. Look at that. Um, and we've got three or four other guys we're working with right now that that we're still getting their stuff squared away and putting on there. Hell yeah. Um, but 
it's been a blast to get to know these guys. And then a, they, they've got Ben's level. guy. They've, they've got Ben's guy on here, Jalen Walker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, and what you said about him being the best interview, I will go on record of saying he is the best athlete we have worked with so far. That guy mm -hmm. is impressive. CJ Smith on here as well. And then, uh, of course, you got to have the kicker, guys. You got Hot Pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, got to have over him. here getting his own shirts. Ring me. Look at that. That's pretty sick. Oh, that's nice. Oh, he's got his own logo. The his own logo. Wow. So last year we worked with him and, and he had his own um, a storefront, which kind of came with a logo and that sort of things. And we've, we've transitioned most everything into a collaboration. Um, we, we felt like it worked better putting, you know, a, a website kind of behind it, as opposed to letting them kind of swim in the deep end, you know, with their own website, it's a little bit harder to market, you know, buyers may not say well, what kind of, you know, item am I actually getting here? So we're kind of transitioning everything into a collaboration uh, type NIL platform, but it's been, it's been awesome. And, and obviously our fans and our customers have, have been tremendous in that, but it's, it's awesome to see their friends, their family, even teammates get in and buy the shirts that we do for these players. Um, so we're, we're really excited about the direction of NIL as, as crazy as it is out there with, in regards to that. So chance, I know you got a crazy promo for the folks. What's the promo? Yeah. So, so right now through Tuesday, so it's very short window. Um, okay. You can use code Paul P A U L. Yeah, that's right. The host gets the, the host gets the name of the code. <laughs> it's going to get you a big 25% off now to Tuesday. So, that's a pretty solid deal right there. And just type in Paul when you go to check out and it'll 25% yeah. uh, off your entire purchase. Nice. Entire purchase, guys. I told you we had a special guest coming on the show. <laughs> the website is called the76.com. You got to spell out the word seven and spell out the word six. Ben, I know that's hard for you, but most of our watchers and listeners can spell it out. The76.com. You go over there, use code Paul when you check out and get 25% off. Guys, I would love it. If you guys got a duck hunt shirt or something like that, I think it'll be super cool. Chance is going to be helping out with the uh, post game over reaction show, the POS show as well. So promise you guys, this is not just some rinky dink company. These shirts that he makes are legit. He makes a fire shirt every week for Georgia fans uh, mm -hmm. for just about every game. So the seven, six, if you're not following on Twitter, go ahead and do that. But it's the seven, six.com again, Ben, it's spelled out. You got you can't type in the number seven. You had to send me a link. Yeah. Sorry, you had to send me a link. <laughs> yeah. But use code Paul. No, guys. If Chance or Jason send me something, okay, Paul. I'll wait for the next promo code for a more respectful name for myself. Maybe the next one we'll do uh we'll do Julie. We'll make Julie the next code name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, okay. oh man. But, guys, what a way to end it. If you're listening to this on the podcast and your car on the way to work, go ahead and check it out, the76.com. If you're watching it from home, uh, everything on the website now until Tuesday. Uh, so you can check it out and use code Paul, get 25% off. And we'll be rocking the shirts as well throughout the uh, year. So we'll definitely let you guys know. Chance, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, boys. Y'all have a good evening. All right, man. You take Thanks, care, man. Chance. And with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. We've been going for an hour and eight minutes. Folks are sick of listening to me talk. I had to time Mary out. She said that we were getting redundant in our conversations. Mary will be back next week. It's okay. No hard feelings, Mary. I love you. I, I don't blame her. I mean, you suck at having to listen to you for an hour, man. You suck. <laughs> uh.
But guys, seriously. Oh boy, the comment section's getting heated over there. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. Yeah, Yo, Paul, go- I think we should shut this one down. Uh Fred, Freddie Freeman, thank you. We all me, Jason. We appreciate you. Fred. Thank you. He's disrespectful. He's a punk. Um, no, guys, we appreciate you. If you're not already, guys, go ahead and mash, not smash, mash that like button uh, yeah, on mash. the YouTube channel. And if you're not already a subscriber to UJSports.com, right now is the time to do it, folks. I'm telling you, use code RUNITBACK. How much is it, Jason? 3318. Huh, that's interesting. That's for a whole year. I wonder why we chose that number. I don't know. Use code RUNITBACK to get onto UJSports.com. We've got five sets of eyes on every practice that media is allowed to go to. You're not going to get that anywhere else. And then if you're looking for some new swag, especially if you're going to that Oregon game, get that Duck Hunt shirt or the Athens Hunt Club hat on the 76.com. Use code PAUL up until Tuesday. Get 25% off your whole order. Buy the whole damn store out and uh, make Chance have to, to re-up. Ben, any final thoughts before we sign off? You know what? I don't. I feel very upset that you have a whole promo code and you're the embarrassment <laughs> of this show. So I'm just I'm, I'm upset. I'm not in the best of moods. You, you, you know, gotta sign off. Sometimes, sometimes you know, you keep your friends closer, your enemies closer. Ben, you're one of those. You keep the haters right, real close. Jason, what about you? <sighs> you guys cheered me up from a bad week of gambling. So me, me and Jason are going to get the Orioles back on track. You know, you know what? If they win, if they win, I, I had a hundred dollar free bet, and I put it on the Orioles to win the World Series. Oh my God! And 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 Fred, if they win. Paul, Paul, look, you are Fred, flying to that parade. You are flying to that parade, and you have to say the Orioles are the greatest baseball franchise of all time. No, yeah, I'll, I'll just get twenty five thousand dollars. There's a very I, small I, chance, but Paul, you would have to. Do yeah, it. I, it's a long shot. Twenty five thousand dollars for at the time was the hottest team in baseball. I said, why not? Fred F got me. Rumors versus facts, guys. Tomorrow, yeah, same same channel. I forgot to say it. And then Tuesday, we've got Coach Donnan, Dane Young, and Ryan Nabolsi on UJ Sports Live. Freeman. Thank you. Yes, and uh, Fred, he's joining the site. So there you go. We've already got another guy joining up. We appreciate everybody watching and tuning in with us. We'll talk to you next time, 8 p.m. Sunday next week. Just two more shows, guys. Two more shows until we're doing the the good old POS. Use code Paul at the76.com. We'll holler at you later on. See you.